David Baker, welcome to the Wisdom for Life podcast. In this, we want to give you wisdom for your life, for your family, for your children, for your marriage, for your finances, and uh, overall just in your life. Wisdom is knowing what to do and having the power to do it. Today, I'd like to give you a thought, some help of how to never backslide or be envious, or be hurt by the world, or be offended, or in pain because of the world. Uh, but what a great thing to have. Psalm 73 is a beautiful, beautiful psalm, and uh, lots of great stuff in it. It says the psalm of Asaph. Asaph was a song leader for David, and uh, some of the psalms are from him. And David said, sorry, Asaph said, but as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. Here is this psalmist that was ready to slip, slide, backslide, mess his life up, go away from God. What what led him to that? He said, for I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. When we look at people who are not right, are not doing right, and look at their blessings and look at all the things that they have, if we're not careful, we can get envious at that, and then that will mess us up. He's like, wait, I'm trying to serve God. I'm writing songs. I'm singing. I'm using, being used my talents for God. And, but yet the people in the world, they don't have all the problems that they have. Uh, he said, for there are no bands in their death. Their strength is firm. There's, they are not in trouble as other men. Neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore, pride compasses them about as a chain. Violence covereth them as a garment. Their eyes stand out in fatness. They have more than their heart could wish. Wow, these people... I'm envious. I almost slipped, almost fell, almost got away from God. How come? Because I saw these wicked people and what happened. They're corrupt, verse 8 says, and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouths against the heavens and their tongue walketh through the earth. They put God down. They're atheists. They're agnostic. Um, they don't care about God. And yet, why? Um, verse 11 says, and they say, how doth God know? And is there knowledge of the most high? They're questioning God. They're mocking God. They're putting God down. Uh, behold, these are ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. You ever look at what they have? <laughs> 20, 30, 40, 50, 200 billion dollars. Amazing, all the money that they have. And what a mess that is. How many problems uh, that it comes from that. What a mess that is. Because, um, and they're away from God, and they don't have the things that other people have, and um, and they don't have the problems. <laughs> hey, and you get a big electric bill in, oof, it's going to be tough. Your car breaks down, uh-oh, what are we going to do? <laughs> okay, You got a leak in your roof, and insurance not going to pay. You know, those things were troubles, but they're not. They're not. Uh, they increase in riches. I looked up the top 10 richest people in the U.S. I'm not going to break all that down here, um, but none of them were Bible-believing Christians trying to serve the Lord, okay? They were atheists, agnostic, uh, Jewish, but weren't practicing. Um, uh, the most we got Zuckerberg said, after he was a child, he's, he's more religious now, Jewish. Um, um, Jeff Bezos have no idea what his religion is. They think he grew up Christian, but they have no idea what his religion is. Um, if someone doesn't know your religion, then um, uh, that's not very strong. Uh, Elon Musk, 2013 interview, asked him, uh, what do you worship? And he said, I really don't worship anything, but I do devote myself to advancement of humanity using technology. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Bill Gates, okay, he's Catholic and believes in God. Rolling Stone Magazine article, he said, I think it makes sense to believe in God, but what decision in your life you make differently because of it, I don't know. 
<laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, I believe in God, but how that changes me at all, I, I don't know. Uh, Larry Ellison uh, raised uh, religious, but then backed away from it. At 13, he wouldn't have a, refused to have a bar mitzvah, okay? Um, you look at all these people, the others, um, number six, Google, Larry Page, number seven, uh, Warren Buffett, interesting, at a uh, big uh, convention of his group that he has, um, somebody asked him at the time, he was the richest man, if he had a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Without hesitation, Buffett responded and said, no, I'm an agnostic. I don't know whether there is a God or not. Maybe when I die, I will find out, but I don't know. Wow. Maybe when they're... Here the psalmist was watching all the rich people. They don't have problems like we have. They're proud. They're lofty. They speak against God. My steps had well nigh slipped. I almost fell. I almost got away from God. Uh, how, look at all the things that they had. Look at all the stuff. Verse 13 of Psalm 73. Verily, I cleansed my heart in vain and wash my hands innocently. Why am I doing all this? Uh, it's in vain. For all the day long, I've been plagued and chastened every morning. If I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the children of thy, gen of thy children. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. Painful. Looking at all they have, look at all that they do, knowing they don't have the hard times like we have. It was too painful for me. Why? Uh, just Bezos has $65 million jet, $95 million apartment, $250 million. Did you hear? $95 million apartment. Okay. Not a house, apartment. Uh, $245 million home in LA. Um, a $3 million Ferrari, a $3.4 million Bugatti, a $4 million Lycan Hypersport, um, um, a $4.8 million Kosenig, Kosenig, and I'm not pronouncing that right, $5 million Lamborghini. Oh, and he's got a little boat too. $500 million yacht. This one guy. The psalmist was discouraged, frustrated, wanted to quit. His feet were slipping. And then, ready? Verse 17. What changed it for him? Verse 17. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood their end. Till I went to church, till I went to the house of God, then that changed. Um, I understand the New Testament, um, we are the house of God, okay, totally understand that. The house of God in the Bible, look at all the way through. First, it was called Bethel. It was a rock that Jacob set up. El is God, Elohim. Uh, Beth is house, house of God. And it was Bethel. Then it was a tabernacle called the house of God. Then the temple was called the house of God. And the New Testament, the church is called the house of God. Uh, judgment must begin at the house of God. First Timothy 3.15. Uh, but if I tarry long that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. We are the church, but uh, it is the house of God. The church is the house of God. And so when I went into the sanctuary of God, then understood I their end. Do you understand it, Christian? That however you have it, on this earth, it's the worst you'll ever have. For them, this is the best I'll ever have. The best, the best they'll ever have. Um, and by the way, they do have problems. <laughs> J. Paul Getty, richest man that ever lived, said he had had to give every dime that he had to have one happy marriage. Bezos went through a divorce, expensive billions of dollars for divorce, billions, crazy. How amazing that was. Um, yeah, they've got those two. Um, looks like, boy, they got it made. They got it made. So when I went to church, the sanctuary of God there, then understood I therein, surely thou didn't set them in separate places. 
and casts them down in destruction. Wait, I was about to slip, but I realized, no, they're the ones that are slipping places. Uh, God got me, okay? And verse 24, thou shalt um, guide me with thy counsel, and afterwards receive me to glory. Um, boy, you have that. Uh, verse 23, uh, thou hast holding me by thy right hand. Hey, I'm not slipping. God, you've got me. I'm going to be great. They're the ones that are going to fall. They're the ones that are going to be a mess. Verse 28, but it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all thy works. You want to know how to never get backslidden, how to get envious, how to never, how to never be in pain by looking at the world and all they have? Stay in church. Lee Robertson, pastor of Highland Park Baptist Church for years and big church and great guy. I preached it with 96, I believe. I always say three to thrive, three to thrive. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, three to thrive. And, um, and boy, we need different things. Sunday's the Lord's day, not the Lord's hour. Wednesday, hey, hump day, how to get through the week? Come fellowship, sing songs of God, hear the word from the Bible. Three to thrive. Hey, if you stay in church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, if you get a little backslidden, guess what? You keep going. There'll be a service, a truth, something that'll pull you back in to where you need to be. When you get away from it, then what happens? A friend of mine, I have chaplain at the jail, and one of the young guys, um, um, they let us have at the time, um, like you have work release, where someone that's nonviolent, their boss can pick them up, take them to work during the day, bring them back at night, and that way they can uh, have a job and start working and taking care of their family. Well, they let us for a while have church release, where when a guy was four weeks from getting out, one of the mentors approved could come pick him up, take him to church, give him lunch, and bring him back. So uh, I was doing that. There was a young guy who wasn't really interested in God, but um, he wanted to come. I said, sure. And I was going to buy him a hearty sick burger when they left, and, uh, and then his mom got to be there, so he got to see her and wear civilian clothes, not in stripes. So, hey, we're good. And on the way back to the jail, he said, I'm doing this. I said, what? He goes, I'm doing this. Doing what? Well, you always talk about get close to God, put God first, get rid of this stuff in your life. He says, I'm going to do it. I said, why? What, what matter? He goes, I saw you. I saw your family. I saw what you have. I saw the happiness and joy and peace. He goes, I want that. A few weeks he got out. Sunday morning, he was there in church with his mom. Man, it's good to see you. He said, it was rough. Uh, all my old friends came by and, hey, let's party. Let's go do this. No, no, no. I'm going to church. And uh, I said, man, good to see you. Keep your guard up. Stay close. Uh, devil's after you. That was the last time I saw him until he was back in jail a few months later. What would have happened if he had stayed in church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night? In jail, he had lost 30, 40 pounds. He was just skin and bones and, and got back on drugs. And I said, when he saw me, he dropped his head. I said, don't do that. I said, man, I love you. Glad to sorry you're in jail, but I'm glad you're still with us. Now we learn something else that doesn't work. Let's do something different when we get out. He got out that time. He didn't come at all. And a few, uh, not long later, his best friend got out. He picked him up from the jail and they were doing drugs before they left out of the uh, parking lot. And a few days later, uh, he's dead, accidental stabbing. Um, and by his best friend, didn't mean to, they were wrestling and, and uh, pulled a knife and it went through him. Wow, what would have happened if he had stayed in church? What would have happened? My feet had well nigh slipped. I was almost gone until I went to church. Then I understood their end. And I realized God's got me. He's holding me with his hand. I've got heaven and the glory and all the things to come. Stay in church. Stay in church. What's the difference in someone that gets backslidden and messes up their life and someone that gets backslidden but keeps um, doing well and gets turned around? They stay in church. Okay? Stay in church. Realize you need it. You need it. If not, where are you going to end up? Where are you going to be? Um, there was a young lady years ago, and 
we helped her and she was in church faith for a while and had a good life, got away from God, made a lot of bad decisions, but she had a child. When the child was born, she thought, I am going to be in church every service. And was for a little while and then was not. And went through a whole, whole lot of problems. Uh, I got to see her recently and said, hey, how would it be? How would it have been if you just stayed in church? If you just stayed in church where you're supposed to be, how would you be, your life be, your family be and all? It's a big deal, okay? Hey, put God first. Draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to you. Stay in church, all the services, and be a part. You'll be glad that you did. Hey, God bless you and have a great day.